athletic competition. It can easily be broken down into two parts. The minutes or hours it takes to complete the event. Then weeks, months, and years of joy or heartbreak. Finally, the decades to analyze and debate it. From the press box to press row, Donald Ware will break it all down for you with an in-depth look at historically black college athletics, as well as the biggest news stories and newsmakers of the day. It's time to talk the talk with those who walk the walk. From the press box to press row, here's your host, Donald Ware. You're tuned in to the Dopey Show on radio from the press box to press row. I am your host, Donald Ware. Boy, we're jam-packed today here on the program. Got three guests lined up. The NBA season began on Tuesday, and uh, the NFL season's hot and heavy. As a matter of fact, uh, got ahead a good football game. We got, you know, we got a lot of affiliates in North Carolina and South Carolina, and then of course we have. Our affiliate WHUR HD2 in Washington, D.C., and the Redskins able to defeat the Panthers last Sunday in a big showdown in the NFC East as the Cowboys and the Redskins going to get it on on Sunday. And you're talking about the Cowboys coming off that shellacking of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Are things turning around for the Cowboys? Are the Redskins for real? Certainly, we're going to find out on Sunday. Again, got a lot to get to today on the program. Joining us today here on From the Press Box to Press Row, Virginia Union head football coach, Dr. Alvin Parker, as the Panthers on a nice roll. 5-1 and one on the season, coming off a big win against Chuan. Their only loss on the season was a non-conference game and a big showdown. They're going to host Bowie State. Remember, Bowie State rebounded last week by beating Virginia State because two weeks ago Bowie State lost to Chawan. So this should be an excellent football game. CIAA Northern Division is a race between right now Virginia. Well, I mean, listen, you got Virginia Union, Bowie, Chawan, Virginia State still's got still is is right there as well. And I tell you what, you know, Bowie obviously has head to head right now over uh, Virginia State. Virginia Union has it over Chawan. Chawan has it over Bowie State. And Virginia Union has, you know, has it over Chawan. I think I already mentioned that. So, I mean, you got a lot that's going on in the CIAA's Northern Division, a lot of parity. And, again, we're going to talk with Virginia Union head football coach Alvin Parker. Also joining us today here on From the Press Box to Press Row, Alcorn State head football coach Fred McNair going to join us on the program. And Alcorn State. Again, you're talking about a team that rebounded. Bowie State rebounded from a loss to Jawan uh, by beating Virginia State. Going to take on Bowie State. Well, Alcorn State rebounded from a loss against Alabama State two weeks ago by beating Alabama A&M last week in Huntsville, I might add. And today, or excuse me, on Saturday, going to host Grambling who is on a bit of a roll. And so that's going to be a good football game and really an interdivision matchup between Alcorn State 
and Grambling. Fred McNair, the head football coach of the Braves, also going to join us today here on From the Press Box to Press Row. Also joining us today here on From the Press Box to Press Row, Southern head football coach Dawson Odom is going to join us on the program as the Jaguars. They absolutely killed Prairie View A&M last week, 38 to nothing. Listen, I never saw that coming. And by the way, remember, last week I gave my top five players at the midway point. And Jalen Morton, my number one player in all of HBCU football, the quarterback for Prairie View A&M, he threw five interceptions, or I should say the Jaguars caused him to throw five interceptions in the football game. You know, I... Jalen Morton is is really good. That that's an aberration, and you know some of those passes weren't just straight interceptions. Some of them were tip balls and so forth. Virginia, or excuse me, Southern's defense really came to play in that football game. And I want to talk a little bit more about Southern and what Southern's all about today here on the program. Again, Dawson Odoms, the head football coach of the Jaguars, is going to join us on the program why don't you join us today here on from the press box to press row a couple of ways you can do that as a matter of fact hit me up via twitter at box to row b-o-x-t-o-r-o-w while you're there follow us on twitter also on facebook b-o-x the number two r-o-w thank you to those great radio stations around the country that carry the program uh, i mean you look at kgrm in Grambling that carries from the press box to press row KTTP um, in in Louisiana, uh, Alexandria, Louisiana, as a matter of fact, carries from the press box to press row. Also, Sports Talk 97.7, big shots out to them as well in that Rustin Monroe area, North Louisiana, also carrying the program. Got KKNO or K75 in the Big Easy in New Orleans that carries the program so many great radio stations that carry from the press box to press row. Of course, thank you to those listening to us on Sirius XM channel 142. And of course, those listening to us around the world at box to I think the biggest upset in HBCU football last week had to be Southern over Prairie View A&M 38 to nothing. Now, could it was that a winnable game? I mean, I think the way Prairie View A&M was playing. Okay, and you look at the schedule that they had again. It seems like we talk about Prairie View A&M every week in terms of the schedule that they had. But listen, um, they ran into a Southern team that was very, very well prepared. Southern coming off a bye week again. They had actually come off a win two weeks ago. And uh, so, you know, they named Ladarius Skelton the starting quarterback, and he delivered 370 yards of total offense in the football game. He had three touchdowns. He's our Box to Row National Player of the Week. As a matter of fact, or one of our Box to Row National Players of the Week. And for more information on Ladarius Skelton, you can log on to our website at BoxToRow.com. But again, I think you have to be more impressed, not the fact that Southern scored the 38 points and what they were able to do offensively. Again, they were trying to find an identity, particularly at quarterback, since Austin uh, Howard uh, played for four years there. Now this year, their first season without him in four years. And Ladarius Skelton got it done last week. Um, but more impressively, I think, was the defense. A, holding Southern to zero points. And then B, holding Jalen Morton and 
Dewanye Tucker in check. The running back Tucker is gone, is run just wild this year, not against the Jaguars. And so, listen, the Jaguars have put themselves back in contention for the Swacks Western Division. I think I talked about this maybe, I don't know, some going some weeks back, and I'm like, listen, Prairie View A&M beat Grambling. Southern wasn't playing well. This is Prairie View A&M's division. And Southern said not so fast. So each team now has one loss in the conference, meaning Grambling, Southern, and Prairie View A&M. And it's going to come down. I mean, you have, you know, again, uh, much like I mentioned in the CIAA's Northern Division, look at the SWAC's Western Division. Grambling has, well, excuse me, you have uh, Prairie View A&M that has the tiebreaker over Grambling. And then you have Southern that has the head to or the head to head over Prairie View A&M. And of course, we got that Bayou Classic that's going to take place the Saturday after Thanksgiving between Grambling and Southern. So that has yet to be determined. Also, um, Virginia Union, or excuse me, uh, Albany State, Albany State defeated Morehouse this past weekend, 41 to 19. So there are no longer any undefeated HBCU football teams. Morehouse was the last and listen, a big win, a really big win for Albany State. Because again, you know, I had been talking about um, this really belonging, you know, well, not belonging, but again, Benedict was my favorite coming out of the East. The way Morehouse was playing, they had to be right there. Um, but Albany State, and I think I talked about them last week. Albany State quietly has now won four straight football games, started the season 0-3. They're undefeated in SIAC play, and as a matter of fact, their quarterback, Kalias Williams, also named the Box to Row National Player of the Week, 254 yards passing on 16 of 18 completions with three touchdowns and no interception. Also, uh, interceptions also rushed for a touchdown in that football game. And again, uh, you know, Morehouse still right there, but again, they're, they, you know, they still have Benedict to play. I mean, that's going to be a tough, tough football game for Morehouse. I, you know, they, I think they can come back and be able to bounce back. Um, and, 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 you know, it's just one loss to this point for the Maroon Tigers. You know, again, with that being said, you got to go on the road to take on Benedict on the road. Benedict is so tough. As a matter of fact, ranked in the, the box to row uh, media poll as a matter of fact. So Morehouse um, losing its first football game of the season. Now, no longer any undefeated HBCUs. And then the other big game in the MEAC first place was on the line in Greensboro as Florida A&M defeated North Carolina A&T 22 to 21. And, Again, had a chance to be at the football game, had a chance to call that football game. That was more, I don't want to take anything away from Florida A&M, but that was more of a football game that A&T gave away than Florida A&M um, was able, won. With that being said, you got to give the Rattlers a lot of credit because A&T actually was on its way to going up 21 to nothing. Already had the 14 to nothing lead, going up 21 to nothing. Marquell Cartwright gets stripped, and the Rattlers return at 55 yards for a touchdown. I wouldn't really say that changed. I mean, well, I guess that 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 wasn't the game changer, but it was a play in the game that sort of shifted things 
more towards Florida A&M. And I say I say that because A&T still went up 21 to six and led 21 to six at halftime. But the Aggies only 98 yards of total offense in the second half. And Florida A&M came to play the running game was much better in the second half. I think the Rattlers finished with like 57 yards rushing, but they had negative one yards rushing in the first half. They were able to run the football when they needed to. They were nine of 19 on third down conversions. Um, a lot of penalties for North Carolina A&T. They had 13 penalties for well in excess of 150 yards. You're not going to win too many football games playing that way. So, you know, again, Ryan Stanley, not a great first half, really good in the second half. Really a cool customer. I've been talking about him all year on this program. And listen, when the chips were down, the chips were on the line. That guy came to play, didn't make a lot of mistakes, made a lot of really good passes, as a matter of fact. And again, A&T shot them, uh, itself in the foot plenty of times. You had at least two or three penalties on third down when A&T had a chance to get off the field and you had some unsportsmanlike conduct penalties. So, Tough loss for A&T, big win for Florida A&M, who now sits atop the MEAC by themselves. The Rattlers are on top of the MEAC by themselves, and now you have you have North Carolina Central, North Carolina A&T, Bethune-Cookman, Howard, uh, Norfolk State, all with one loss on the season. And by the way, you got a big showdown in Daytona Beach on Saturday as North Carolina A&T and Bethune-Cookman going to get it on. Still to come here on From the Press Box to Press Row, we're going to talk with Southern Head football coach Dawson Odoms. Also still to come here on From the Press Box to Press Row is Alvin Parker, the head football coach at Virginia Union. Up next, we're going to be joined by Fred McNair, the head football coach at Alcorn State. Box to Row. Box to Row.com is the website for all of your HBCU sports needs. From the game of the week feature to interviews to the latest news in the world of HBCU sports. Box to Row.com has you covered. Missed a week of From the Press Box to Press Row? Box to Row.com has all the archive shows. Don't forget to check out the All American teams and weekly media coaches' bowls. From the Press Box to Press Row. And Box to Row.com. Your HBCU sports leader. From the press box to press row and box to row.com, your HBCU sports leader. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Sure, goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. Let's continue here on from the press box to press row in his third season as the head football coach at Alcorn State is Fred McNair. And the Braves got a big showdown, as a matter of fact, at home on Saturday. They're hosting Grambling State as, of course, Fred McNair joins us here on from the press box to press row. Coach McNair, welcome back to the program. All right, man. How you doing, man? Doing great. Um, You know, I... Listen, you guys rebounded from a tough loss against Alabama State to defeat Alabama A&M. Of course, that game was in Huntsville. Just your thoughts on the team's victory in uh, in Huntsville last weekend? Well, I thought it was I thought it was a great win just to come back off of a of a of a, of a loss uh, against Alabama State. You know, I think you guys kind of 
regrouped and came to age to where they was able to play a, a complete ball game at Alabama A&M, and I thought that the effort was, effort was good and uh, the way they played, uh, kind of sluggish in the first half, but they came back after the second half, and then third quarter we scored uh, uh, 16 on our supports right there. So uh had to show the cat to this young team we have, man, and, um, and what we're trying to do as far as uh, win ball yeah, you know, I listen to you every week on the, on the SWAT coaches call, and you're not, you know, you're not happy with where your team is. I think your team is progressing as a young team, but you expect more of this team. Obviously, you were a great player when you played at Alcorn State. We can talk a little bit more about that later. But just your thoughts on where your team is right now. Yeah, it's it's just a pivotal point now where you yeah. You almost they they almost building a wall right now to where they they've been here since June 28th. So uh, some of the guys and then uh, they have off 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 season on uh, July and then come right into camp. Uh, you know you hadn't had a break. We hadn't had a bye week yet. Uh, I think we're probably the last team in FCS that will probably get a bye, and that's next to the last game before the Jackson State game. So I can kind of understand the frustration that they're having and, as well as I am uh, with the way they're playing right now, but. You know, it's just the idea of them getting back and um, just regrouping. Man. Like I talk about them all the time, I just you just need to rest, you know, and um, take a little conditioning away from them, try to get the legs back. And uh, hopefully this week we'll see a different ball team than we've been seeing on the field uh, against Grambling. Yeah, l- let me take you back a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I mean, I was a, I mean, if you're a fan, I mean, that's a really good football game there. 28 to 25, you fall in five overtimes to Alabama State. Let me just take you back to that and your thoughts on 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 that particular football game. Well, you know the, the biggest thing is coming in, and uh, I thought we could um, we could do some things against them. I thought Alabama State they could be a good football team. I think Coach Ely um, is doing a great job at program over at Alabama State. So you know, coming in, we thought we could do some stuff, and uh, I think the quarterback play that it, it wasn't as good as I expected to be. Uh, with him uh, and Noah Johnson, so I made a switch at halftime and went with the younger guy in Felix Harper. So, you know, just kind of see if we get a little spark there and um, cut it out the gate in the second half. Uh, but we were unable to do that. We, we we fought back and tied the game up and, and went into five overtimes. You know, I've never been a part of a, a game that goes into five overtime before. You know, I think it was more exhausting as a coach to try to figure out um, how to get the young men to play uh, even faster in that time of frame of overtime part uh, than anything, you know. But, you know, those guys fought very hard, and they didn't give up and fought down to the tee. And, um, you know, and unfortunately, we just came out on the short of the stick. Fred McNair, in his third season as the head football coach at Alcorn State, joins us here on From the Press Box to Press Row. The Braves going to host Grambling State on Saturday, a huge showdown uh, in Lorman. So let's talk a little bit about Noah Johnson. And, and uh, you know, I know you've had to go to uh, another quarterback, um, you know, but Johnson's the guy that's sort of been there. So, you know, how do you feel like he's progressing as the season moves along? He's, he's progressing a whole lot right now. You know, he's becoming that, that leader that we need on the football field as a quarterback. You know, things that he's doing, uh, uh, he and Coach Pat White, he, he's got a good relationship. And, and uh, just trusting in, in, in what the coaches tell him, you know, is the biggest thing. And, and uh, he's kind of age, and, uh, you know, just becoming his full year as a starter, you know, is something different for him. And, and uh, you know, you just got to get used to that, you know. And, and he's, he's doing a whole lot better. He's progressing greatly and, and doing some things that we're expecting to do, you know. Some things get out of character sometimes, but 
um, that's all the kids these days now. So, you know, but he's playing very hard, you know, playing with a lot of effort. And, and I try to be that leader that we need. Where do you, Coach McNair, where do you find these running backs, man? It's like every year you guys have somebody it was DeLance Turner last year. You can go back the last four or five years. You guys not only have had one uh, running back, but really at least two, sometimes three and four running backs. You know, of course, the guys, P.J. Simmons right now, he was the preseason uh, All-America. But, I mean, Deshaun Walter is playing well for you, Foreman, all these guys. Just talk about that and, and being very – uh, deep at that running back position, and you have been for quite some years now. I guess the biggest thing, you know, just just recruiting and uh, going out and trying to find the guy to fit fit this program that we have. You know, it was kind of tough to to, and unfortunately, we, we found a back like uh, like Wallace. You know, and and actually, he's one of the backs that uh, that kind of branched off the Alabama State kid, Alabama Alabama Crimson Tide guy uh, that they had. Uh, he was behind him, uh, got him from Hutch, and. Um, and uh, he, he's a great back too, you know. So he does some great things, and and we just had to go out and just recruit, man. That's the biggest thing. And, and we we got lucky and found that guy diamond in the rough, man. Uh, but he's doing a great job for us. Yeah, no question about it. You're doing it. You know, you got a couple of guys you can really, you know, that can really get it done for you. So Grambling State comes to your place on Saturday. It's gonna be a great football game. Um, it's an an intra division or interdivision uh, matchup in the SWAC, I should say. Y- your thoughts on on Grambling State and they're playing rather well right now. Oh yeah, I think they'll reach their peak, and I think uh, Coach Farber done a great job down there at Grambling. And, uh, and identifying what quarterback he's going to use for the rest of the season and, uh, and thinking about him. So, you know, the biggest thing is, you know, they hit stride right now. we got to play a really, really, really uh, good football game to come out with this win uh, this Saturday. So hopefully our guys up to the task, and I think they have some, had a great week of practice and doing things well. So um, if we don't go out and get in our way, you know, we'll be okay. You know, the biggest thing that we always talk about as coaches, we just get out our own way, you know, we'll be okay. We just got to cut down on the penalties and, and those are things because when you're playing good football teams such as Grambling, you know, and that program has been successful over the years, you know, you, you got to come with your game. You can't make no mistakes and, and all those types of things that, that are hurt you in the football game such as this one. Fred McNair, the head football coach at Alcorn State, joining us here on the program. I think one of the biggest differences uh, for you with this program, with you as the head football coach this year, than maybe the previous two years is the defense. Because the previous two years, I mean, you've been so high-powered offensively, and the defense maybe not so much. But, boy, you guys are really playing some good defense this season. Well, I think the biggest thing is uh, when you talk about playing defense, you know, I always wanted to to be – to be good playing fast, you know, uh, not giving kids so much to think about uh, and just let them use their ability to play, you know, and I think that's what Coach Thorne has done uh, over this whole year, just giving, just giving kids stuff that where they can just play real fast and, and just react, you know, and not having to think so much, you know, and I think that's what he's implemented in his defense, you know, um, and they're playing fast, man. They're playing just where we want to play, you know. Um, you know, we always tell them to make a mistake, make a mistake going 100 miles an hour, you know. Uh, 100% effort, you know, so I think they're doing the right things right now on defense to kind of compensate the things they they mess up on if they do, you know, so they're playing fast. Yeah, a couple of more thoughts, Coach McNair. We appreciate the time. Let me go back to the offense you mentioned. Pat White, a great football player at West Virginia. Boy, a really good quarterback. You know, what does it mean to be able to have a guy like that on your staff? Uh, it's great, man. A great knowledge guy. You know, uh, you know, Pat, I've been trying to get Pat for two years, and 
and finally came on board this year and uh, come on board to give us a good helping hand at the quarterback position. Uh, doing a great job coaching old guys, and um, and uh, he's very he's very down to earth guy, you know, and he knows his stuff, and uh, he's teaching guys well, and and doing the things that we need to do in progression reading and and, uh, and getting the football out their hands for one, you know. So he's been a great access to this program uh, since he's been here. And then, what do you remember? I mean, you are a great football player at Alcorn State. What do you remember most about those days at Alcorn? Most of it just having fun, man. You know, <laughs> just taking it. Taking it, just having fun and and playing the sport that you love, and that's that's what I enjoyed about it, you know. And and uh, the crowd that we have is phenomenal. The, the, the fan base is great. The alumni are great. They're behind you, and and just seeing old people when you come into the stadium that's going to be rooting on, rooting for you for the next three hours, you know, that means a lot. So, uh, you know, the biggest thing here is just having fun uh, playing the game I love, you know. So that's one of the biggest things I loved about it. And then lastly, for those that may not know, of course, uh, your brother, the, the uh, Steve McNair, great football player, at, uh, of course, at Alcorn State, and then uh, uh, obviously in the National Football League. What do you remember most about, uh, you know, uh, about him as well? He played the game the right way, you know. He, he did a great job of doing the things that, that he was taught and uh, he was going out being that leader uh, here in college and then when he went to the league, you know, as well, you know. Uh, when he went to the Houston Oilers and then played to the Tennessee Titans and, and all those things, man, and then the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, but he played the game the right way. He played with respect and uh, and uh, and played with such passion uh, of the game. So uh, that was great uh, for him to do and uh, the things that he, he learned uh, being a professional. Fred McNair, the head football coach at Alcorn State in his third season, joins us here on From the Press Box. The Press for the Braves going to be in action on Saturday at home. They're taking on Grambling State. Uh, Coach McNair, we appreciate the time. Good luck to you and the Braves. All right, appreciate it. Go Braves. Big game for the Braves against Grambling. And as a matter of fact, the last three regular season meetings between the two teams, Grambling has won all three and has really blown Alcorn State out the last two times the two teams have played. But the SWAC championship game the last three years has been really, really close. Of course, Grambling has won the last two back in 2015. Alcorn State won that SWAC championship game. So this is a big matchup, and this is this is a huge football game for both teams. If you look at the last couple of years, not so much because by the time this game was played, usually, and I would imagine, neither of the two teams had a SWAC loss. So another SWAC loss by either team. And boy, they could be out of the running for the respective division championship. Dawson Odoms, the head football coach at Southern Up, next. Let's continue here on From the Press Box to Press Row. We're joined by a gentleman, as a matter of fact, who is in... His eighth season, or seventh, excuse me, seventh season as the head football coach at Southern. Uh, I'll tell you what, the Jaguars coming off a big victory, 38 to nothing over Prairie View A&M. And they're going to be playing in the State Fair Classic uh, in Dallas on Saturday against Texas Southern as Dawson Odoms joins us here on From the Press Box to Press Row. Coach Odoms, welcome back to the program. Oh, thank you for having me. Always a pleasure to be on. Absolutely. I want to start here because I can remember, I can go back and remember in 2012 and watching um, that game. I believe it was against Mississippi Valley State when Southern was playing Mississippi Valley State. It was on ESPNU. 
Just not a good performance there by Southern. Ultimately, uh, Stump Mitchell was let go. You took over, uh, led that team to a, a, a solid record, and ultimately won the championship the next year. I mean, does it seem like you've been at Southern now as as the head coach for eight seasons? Uh, yes, Phil, it does feel like that. Uh, it, it feels like we, I was telling somebody the other day, a lot of players done come through, uh, coaches done came through, and, you know, but at the end of the day, uh, the philosophy still in place and, you know, the same motto, and we just tweaked it a little bit, but we pretty much done it the same way year in and year out. Yeah, you know, you've been right there, and of course, I mean, I, I would say that, you know, if you looked at the slow start you got off to, a lot of people would have said, yeah, I, I may have said it. I mean, I may have said, well, no, it looks like it's going to be Prairie View and especially with them coming off the win against uh, against Grambling. But you guys said not so fast with that emphatic 38 to nothing victory um, over 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 Prairie View and it was a great win. Just just your thoughts on that particular victory. And, and again, what a win. You guys are right back in the Western Division race. Well, you know, I, I think experience, I think really, you know, just experience with the conference, just experience in situations. Uh, we went into the bye week really trying to clear our focus and just clear our heads and just refocus. And, you know, I thought the guys uh, responded well uh, once we put it behind us. You know, you can't, we didn't let the Alcorn loss beat us twice. And uh, we looked at some things, reevaluated some things, moved some people around. Uh, we named Ladarius Skelton as the starter, and you know it's it's all about just having the momentum and, and confidence. And our guys created some plays, he created some plays, and guys just fed off of that. But eventually, I thought we had been playing pretty good all year long, and that was a signature game where we felt as though have to play extremely well, knowing that our offense had been struggling, but we knew our offense was going to get it going. Uh, we didn't want them to get going offensively and then defensively. We, uh, we're not doing our part. So uh, we as an offensive staff had to really go back to the drawing board and we tailored their game plan because we had the extra body we told them with Derek Skelton. You know, we were able to call plays that suit him and get those plays implemented. And you can do that when you got two weeks to prepare. And then defensively, you know, I just thought it was a combination of things. I think when you win a big game, and you take two weeks off, a lot of people pat you on the back. And, you know, you're feeling really good because they have been playing really well all year. Coach Dooley's done a good job. And we know it was going to be a tough game. Uh, but we know what kind of football team we have. And, you know, for the first time in a long time, they had, we had dropped out of the rankings. Uh, everybody had wrote us off. But we've been the underdog before. I think that's where the experience comes from. 16 points and a half favorite. Uh, we haven't played too many swag games where we've been, you know, that much of a lopsided when it comes to someone picking someone over us. And, but at the end of the day, you know, like I tell my God, it's all about the men in this locker room, do the right thing. We'll get better. We'll get back on task because we've been down this road before. And they responded the way we expected them to. You know, I mean, I guess every week really is, I mean, I guess it's really a must-win week. Like, you want to win every week. You got, you know, you never know what other teams are doing. If you can do what, if you do what you need to do, 
then the it doesn't matter what everybody else does. So with that being said, A, did you did you all feel like coming into this game that everybody was overlooking you um, and that was extra motivation? And then B, did you feel like this game, uh, if you were able to get the victory, would be a turning point for your season? I really thought so. I thought the Alcorn loss would be the signature game in how you respond to it. Uh, winning, it, it's easier to get ready for the next opponent when you're winning. You know, it's easy to go to practice. Uh, it's, it's easier because you're upbeat. You're feeling pretty good about yourself. Uh, when you lose homecoming, when we lost it, uh, we scored three points. Defensively, they give up 13 points. Offensively, we scored three. They had a pick six, which made the final score 20 to three. But we was in that ball game all the way up until the middle of about five minutes to go in the fourth quarter. But we felt like we had a good football team before the season started. It just hadn't worked that way. I tell you, it takes time sometimes for new guys to gel together and come together. And it was fortunate coming out of the bye week that we gelled together. And I really thought going into PV, we just play well and and, and you keep the game close and put some pressure on them. Uh, we could be able to put ourselves in position and maybe win a football game because a lot of pressure hadn't been on them. They've either blown teams out or, or gotten blown out. But we've been in, we've been in some close ball games, and I think that's battle-tested. And when you're battle-tested and you're experienced in certain situations, I think you have a chance to really get your team focused and ready to go. Dawson Odoms, the head football coach at Southern, joins us here on From the Press Box to Press Row, the Jaguars in Dallas to take on Texas Southern in the State Fair Classic. I mean, you mentioned Ladarius Skelton. He was our Box to Row National Player of the Week, completed 15 of 26 passes, 168 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions, and rushed for 202 yards and three touchdowns. You named him um, the starter. What kind of things had you been seeing as the season progressed that A, made you name him the starter? And then, I, you know, I, I, did you feel like, coming into this game that he was going to have a good football game against Prairie View A&M? Really, we didn't know. You know, we didn't know what what was going to happen. We didn't know how he was going to play. Uh, we sat him down and uh, we talked to him and I just told him that uh, we'll give you the keys, opportunity to drive the car. And, you know, we'll find out if you're ready for it and just embrace the moment. And he showed us that he was ready for it. And, you know, hopefully – he can continue to play well and get better and continue to lead us, you know, in the right direction. But um, we had no idea, honestly. We just – we were just trying to get a football team prepared to play and put game plans in place that took advantage of the guys that we had. Yeah, I mean, and, and you can look at all of the numbers that you were able to put up offensively. I think more, most impressively, I mean, like, you know, in my opinion, midway point, you know, I had Jalen Morton as probably the, you know, the top – the top player in, in, in HBCU football. I mean, you guys, your defense, five interceptions, Jalen Morton threw five interceptions. And even more importantly, you guys held them to less than 270 yards of total offense. Can you kind of talk about that and how well the defense played in this football game? I know a lot of people are going to look at Ladarius, but this defense was outstanding. Well, we've been looking for that signature game on defense. We've been, we've been looking for, um, Guys to play extremely well and, and really showcase the hard work that they're putting in. 
by no means did we go in thinking that we was going to shut them out. We just, and that's not a philosophy. I'm not a numbers guy. The only number that matters is the W's. And that's really how we are. And that's how we operate. And uh, we basically take it a one play at a time. We try to be better than our opponent, one play at a time. And defensively, and they make some plays. Got a couple of tilt balls and some interceptions. And we really frustrated the quarterback, I think. I think we routed him early and he never could settle down. And we didn't give up the big play. I think they had one pass play for about 25 yards. And when you hang your hand on the big play and they don't come, you're going to struggle as an offense. And they were a big play offense. And we took the running back away. And we, we made the quarterback beat us. And uh, defensively, we're, we're pretty good. Uh, we're, we play well together. You know, we don't have a quote-unquote superstar or, or a player of the year candidate. But we got, we got guys over there that love to play the game. And they play well together. And they're passionate about playing them. And they play with great effort when they do that. You're right, I can be excited about it. Anytime you get a shutout, uh, as a coach, I think you're, you're happy for the guys and the assistant coaches on top of the ball because they're hard to come out. Dawson Odoms, the head football coach at Southern, joins us here on the program. By the way, the Jaguars ranked number eight in the Botch to Row coaches poll and uh, re-enter the, also the uh, media poll at uh, number 10. So how do you, I mean, I, I think people, a, a lot of people will ask this, well, how do you prevent a letdown against the next opponent? I'm not going to ask it that way, but I will say, you know, obviously Texas Southern is not, you know, they're not record-wise. Now, record-wise, maybe the tape shows something different, but record-wise, they're not having a good season. Your kids know that. So how do you prepare them coming off a big win against Prairie View A&M to not necessarily overlook the Tigers? Well, I think you was at practice this week. You'll, you'll get a good idea. I mean, we, we started practice over the other day. You know, I, I just didn't like it. And, you know, we started it over and stopped practice and put them on the line and began to run. Uh, it's, it's, we don't go backwards. We understand it's October. We know what October means. We got enough guys in our program that understand the month of October. And when you look at that, I think you can see the kind of success that we had. And it's a testament to the assistant coaches. I'm always talking about mindset. I'm always talking about, you know, different motivations and different inspiration for our players to draw from. It's not that we just go to practice. It's practicing with a purpose, understanding the vision, understanding the mission. And you lay all that out for them at the beginning of the week, and if it's not to the liking of what we expect, then, you know, we pay the fight. We believe this. It's consequences for all actions. And, you know, whether that's running, whether that's up, down, whether we run a discipline program. So every day you got to bring it. And it doesn't matter who we play. We don't look at records. We don't look at the name. It's 11 individual one-on-one matchups every week. And you're face-to-face with a guy you know nothing about. You don't know how he prepared. But you want full control of how you prepare. And that's what we focus on. Are we preparing good enough to give ourselves a chance to win a football game? And we know that based on practice mistakes. We know that based on practice effort. And that's what we judge every day. Southern and Texas Southern going to meet in Dallas in the Cotton Bowl on Saturday. Dawson Odoms in his eighth season as the head football coach at Southern joins us here on From the Press Box to Press Row. Coach Odoms, we appreciate the time. Continued success to you and the Jaguars. Always a pleasure. Thank you. So you heard it from Coach Odom. Southern can't afford to be complacent. 
And they really have to go out and handle business against Texas Southern. Up next here on From the Press Box to Press Row, Virginia Union head football coach Alvin Parker. The radio program that's talking sports from New York City to Cali and globally on the World Wide Web. From the Press Box to Press Row continues after this. It's Donald Ware, host of From the Press Box to Press Row. The biggest names are guests on Box to Row. That is the voice of Kevin Durant. Oh, yeah, well, I'm just, you know, trying to get better every single day. You know, uh, we've been through a lot as a team. And I enjoy playing with a great group of guys. Hey, this is Ronda Rousey. This is Michael Vick. Hi, this is Layla Ali. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Skylar Diggins. Hey, it's Alex Morgan with the U.S. Women's Soccer Team. I'm talking about none other than Serena Williams. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. That was definitely one of the better matches I've ever played. I've had it just like that. You know, I was really focused. Yeah, and I was really um, ready and serious and just really, you know, excited. Missed any of these interviews? Then check us out online at www.boxtorow.com. That's from the press box to press row. Real, relevant radio. Doesn't matter what your sport, he talks your language. It's Delaware. From the press box to press row, it's time to talk the talk with those who walk the walk. From the press box to press row, here's your host, Donald Ware. Dr. Alvin Parker in his first season as the head football coach at Virginia Union. Joining us here on From the Press Box to Press Row, his Panthers are 5-1 on the season. Got a big showdown on Saturday as they are hosting Bowie State, first place in the East, uh, on the line as Coach Parker joins us here on From the Press Box to Press Row. Coach Parker, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, Donald. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Glad to have you. Guys have gotten off to a really, really strong start, some good play. And we'll talk more specifically about the play. But I want to get your thoughts on the team's victory uh, over Chowan, 48-38, to who the week before was coming off the victory against your next opponent, who was Bowie State. Um, well, Tawan was a good ball club. We thought coming into the game um, that, you know, we are going to have some challenges. And, you know, I think our kids kind of answered the bell in terms of facing those challenges. You know, um, we played well, I think. You know, we had a stretch, I think, in the um, third quarter. We didn't play, you know, that great. But, you know, the guys finished out well, and we started pretty well, you know, so that kind of was able to get us over the hump. Yeah, you led from start to finish um, in that football game. Your thoughts on the way the team is playing against a game 5-1, and one, uh, on the season and your winners um, of your last four ball games. Yeah, you know, we've just been able to kind of put some things together. I think our coaches are doing a great job of putting our guys in positions, you know, to have some success. And the guys are really responding by taking the coaching and, and kind of translating into some wins. You know, um, when we looked at the schedule early on, we knew we were going to have some challenges. And, you know, uh, we knew that if we can kind of get through some games and do some good things in some weeks, that we'll kind of be sitting where we are right now, you know, and again, you know, the, the, the kids have answered the bell, the coaches have answered the bell, and, you know, it's been something that's been real good, and it's been a pleasure to watch. 
what was the can you kind of speak to maybe some of the challenges coming in taking over a program that had had some success maybe not in 2017 as much but had had some success what were some of the challenges there in terms of taking over this Virginia Union program I guess you know when you take over a program um you know what's you you worrying about the buy-in you know um and half of the roster was was already there you know, and half of the roster, you know, me and uh, the coaches kind of put, you know, added to that. You know, so you always worry about the buy-in, you know, with t- with the guys that already kind of been there, you know, um, and they're kind of a little, you know, in between whether or not to kind of, you know, believe in the coaches and do some things like that. We didn't really have any of that, you know, and that was one of the biggest challenges I thought I was going to have to face coming in, but it wasn't really a challenge. You know, um, when I got in there, uh, in late December, early January, the guys bought in from day one, you know, um, and that's kind of why I think the results are, are where they are today because of the buy-in. You know, um, you know, if I can use one word to kind of describe this team, it'll it'll be coachable. You know, they've been extremely coachable, you know, um, and they've done what we've asked, you know, and I think that's why, again, we've had some of the success, some of the success that we've had. Dr. Alvin Parkers, the head football coach at Virginia Union, joins us here. I'm from the press box to press row. I mean, you're getting some good play all around. Let's start with the quarterback, Darius Taylor, completing 65% of his passes, 12 touchdowns to four interceptions, also running the football well. What kind of player, not quarterback, but player do you have in Darius Taylor? Um, he's a leader, you know, and, uh, and and he's not even satisfied with the 65%. He felt like, you know, he missed some passes and missed some different things. He felt like he should be up in that 70% talent range, you know, and, um, and I feel the same way, you know, um, he's a leader, you know, um, he commands the offense and he is kind of taking a role of being a distributor, you know, um, more so than anything, you know, um, he'll, he'll make some plays himself, of course, but he's taking a role of being a distributor and kind of making sure he can kind of get the ball in the right places and, and do some different things, and um, that's kind of why why I think our numbers look, you know, like they do because, you know, we don't have a a guy that's necessarily a go to guy because Darius's job is to kind of get the ball into the open man's hand. He's been doing a great job of that. Yeah, I mean, and uh, speaking of of Taylor, another Taylor running the football well for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, talk about that. Taylor averaging six yards per carry. Man, he's got fifteen rushing touchdowns already. Yeah, he's he's pretty special, you know. Um, and I tease him all the time because you know uh, he wears my old number and plays my old position <laughs> at the same place, you know. So um, he's number nine, but you know most of the time I call him eight and a half, you know. Um, <laughs> you just to kind of joke with him and let him know you're not the real number nine. I am, you know. But uh, he, he's just a special player, you know. He's a good kid, you know. Um, and again, it's not you know really a magic potion to it, you know. Um. You get some good players and you put them in a good system, which we think we have. Think you know, we think everything else will kind of fall into place. You know, and then Tobias is just a great player. You know, um, he's a guy that, you know, uh, just when the lights come on, he's just ready to play. You know, um, no matter the situation, you know, from start to finish, you'll get the same guy with him. It's kind of like a, a, a piece of soap. You know, the more you rub it, the more bubbles you'll get. You know, um, and he, he's just a special. He's just a special kid. Yeah, no, no question about it. Your thoughts, how, how do you feel like your defense is playing this season? Um, Coming into the Chawan game, uh, we felt that we had played uh, 12 quarters prior to that. Eight of those quarters, we had pitched a shutout. You know, um, so I was pretty proud of those guys and the way they were doing some things. Um, 
And this past week, we did good with forcing some turnovers and doing some things on defense. But Jawan's offense is pretty good, as most people can see. You know, um, so we knew they were going to be able to get some yards and move the ball. But we came up with some 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 good stops at the time we needed them. And those guys, like I said, forced some some good turnovers and put us in position to do some things on the offensive side of the ball to kind of get us a chance to kind of hold the lead and do some do some things in that game to win it. Dr. Alvin Parker is the head football coach of Virginia Union. He joins us here on the program. I mean, this this Northern Division in of the CIAA <laughs> man is to, especially this year that mm-hmm. Chawan is playing well. So your thoughts on the pair? I mean, you've been in the you've been in the Northern Division for a long time as an assistant right. at Elizabeth City State. Now your first mm-hmm. head coaching position. But your thoughts on the parity in the CIAA North? Oh, like as a whole, the parity is great. You know, um, of course, playing in a division, it's a, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of eye opening because you look and you have to prepare just as hard every week, you know, um, cause there's so many formidable opponents. You know, um, coming out of last season, you know, you get two teams that make the playoffs off of one side of the, the conference. You know, that kind of speaks volumes just alone right there, you know, um, and this year, with it being almost like a log jam, where every week is almost like a championship type game, you know, um, that that's something that kind of speaks volumes as well. So we we prepare ourselves every week, knowing that we're gonna have a, a opponent that's gonna kind of come in and try to, you know, throw us their best shot, and they're gonna get our best shot too, you know. So you know, that's something you have to face, you know, in the CIAA Northern Division. You know, like I said, I compare it a lot to the SEC West. Where you have a bunch of teams and that, that play some great ball, and it's the same with the CIAA North. Yeah, a couple of more thoughts again with Dr. Alvin Parker joining us here on the program. He's the head football coach at Virginia Union. So tell me about the, you know, what Bowie State brings to. This. It's always a good football game when you guys get together, but what Bowie State brings to the table, the concerns you have for them. Um, well, we just got to play better than they do. That's kind of the key, you know. Um. They're a good, good ball club. You know, um, a lot of the kids back from last year's team that made that run, you know, um, and they have a very, very special guy back there playing quarterback. You know, um, we know we got to kind of keep under wraps, you know, um, but, but it's going to be two good ball clubs going against each other. We feel like whoever makes the least amount of mistakes and, you know, um, whoever can get those, those, those stops and, and do those key things is going to be the person that kind of comes out on top and, you know, we want to make sure we try to put all kids in position so we can be the team that come out on top. But you know, it's going to be two great football teams going up against one another, you know, and these battles are nothing new. You know, um, I've been kind of going up with Coach Wilson all the way from the time we've been players. We played against each other when he was a, a student athlete at, at Bowie and I was a student athlete at Virginia Union. So those games have been tough all the way from back then, you know. So, you know, it's, it's, not the, it's going to be nothing new for either one of us coming into the game and, you know, it's all good competition because, you know, we're great friends as well. So, you know, it's going to be a good, good spirit of competition in that game on Saturday. Last two thoughts. Tell me what, you know, again, a player at Virginia Union, a coach at Virginia Union winning CIAA titles. Tell me what Virginia Union means to you. Oh, it's just a special place. You know, um, it's home. You know, um, it's, it's easy to kind of lay on the line for when it's home, <laughs> you know, not to say I've never did it when I was at the other places because, you know, um, I did, but it's, it's, it's just so much easier, you know, because you know, you know, you know, the landscape, you know, the structure, you know, um, everybody on campus shows you that extra support because you're kind of one of their own, you know, um, and it's something that's good, you know, uh, and I think it's easier to, 
send your message to your players because you walk the same path they walk. You sat in the same classrooms they sat in. You played on the same field that they played on. So it's easier for those guys to, to listen and to buy into what, to what you're selling just because of that simple fact, you know. Um, and we always had this saying back when I played for Coach Bailey back in the day, um, what you and you make, the world takes. And, you know, it's, it, it, not only the world, but, you know, them just take me back home and kind of put me in a position to be successful with this ball club. I think, you know, that's something that I feel great about. And then finally, it's not often, and, and again, I call you Dr. Alvin Williams because you really, you really are. You got a PhD. So it's not often that a head football coach has a PhD. So what does that mean? And, and, and tell me how important that is for you, especially for your players to see that you have that PhD behind your name. Well, initially it was a personal goal, you know, and um, I did it because I wanted to become a better thinker. You know, um, and it was a it was a challenge for myself. You know, so you know, I put about five years of my life into it, and it was something that I was able to kind of obtain. So I think it kind of shows my guys that anything you want to achieve or anything you want to do, as long as you put your mind to, it, you can do it. You know, and it's a self investment. It's an investment that I made in myself. You know, and it teaches those guys the same thing. You know, um, of course, you know sometimes it it goes over a little easy when people say. Uh, Dr. Alvin Parker said it or, you know, versus anything else. But, you know, to those guys, I'm just coach, you know, um, you know, uh, and sometimes when people around campus, you know, you'll hear Dr. Parker, I'll keep walking sometimes because I don't know who they're talking to because <laughs> I'm coach Parker most of the time, you know, but, you know, it's, 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 it's definitely, you know, appreciated everybody that kind of supports me with it. But, um, more than anything, you know, my mom loves it. You know, she, she feel like, you know, when people say it, they put respect on my name. <laughs> and right. she feels good about it, so it's a great thing. But again, it was a self—it was a self-project, something I kind of took on and was able to do. Yeah, of course, Virginia Union hosting Bowie State, a big-time football game on Saturday there in Richmond. Again, in his first season as the head football coach of the Panthers, is Dr. Alvin Parker joins us here on from the press box to press row. Doctor or Coach Parker, great to catch up with you. <laughs> uh, continued success to you and the Panthers. I appreciate it, Donald. Got to run here on From the Press Box to Press Row, but like I always say, and I mean it, and always remember to support those that support you. From the Press Box to Press Row is presented by DW Communications. I complained that I had no shoes, but then I saw I've got no mind to complain at any time. 